Hello and welcome to Doctor Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are watching Vengeance Killer Coworkers. Specifically season one, episode six. I don't really want to say the episode title because it gives the huge twist away, but this one Spoilers really gave me the creeps. Not a lot of information about the show other than it's an HLN original series, but we watched it on Discovery Plus app. Which is the best thing you've ever given me. And this episode originally aired January 19th, 2020. So it's kind of fresh. Yeah. Uh, I think we both decided that the Talking Heads originally signed on to do episodes for Snapped, and then that fell through, so they threw themselves into this series instead, because they definitely have that Snapped energy. And there are some people on here you'll recognize, like M. William Phelps, or as I know him, true crime dude with the hair. Dude, he's like Guy Fieri with like an <laughs> alien memes crossover. It's he, that hair. I can't take him seriously. I just no. can't take him seriously. <laughs> I feel like he's in every show, though. Oh, I wasn't even watching. I think I was like listening to it in the background and just heard the voice. And you're like, God damn it, it's him. <laughs> He haunts me. He comes to me in my dreams. Yeah, and then we talked like, about it, and I was like, oh, shit, I've read some of his books. I did not put it two and two together. I was like, he has so many books. <laughs> I wonder if he and writes. And history books. <laughs> I wonder if he writes as excitedly I don't as know. he narrates. You almost need the audiobook version. <laughs> read by him only. <laughs> So let's just go ahead and get into this. It's a short one, but man, that twist. August 10th, 2011 in London, England, managers at the Radisson Edwardian Hotel outside Heathrow Airport call police because three of their employees are missing. I checked out the hotel and it's currently sitting at a 4.2 and we could get a room tonight for $99. Damn. Chic lodging offering sophisticated rooms and suites, plus a spa, two posh restaurants, and a lounge. The rooms looked small. But, I mean, you're right next to the airport. $99 a night? That's insane. <laughs> you're right next to the airport, so. Their shifts were due to start at 3 p.m., and they seemed to be dependable enough that either one of them being late to work was worrisome. The three missing... Well, it says they were due to start at 3 p.m., and then I somebody earlier or later on says that they were due to be there at, like, 8 or 9 in the morning. So I was a little maybe confused. Maybe they know their own schedules. Yeah. Or maybe they had different schedules. I don't know. The three missing employees are 20-year-old Alice Adams, who had only been working at the hotel for three weeks, 20-year-old Tibor Voss. I mean, she could have just been like a no-call, no-show <laughs> for all we know. But three people at one time who were like all I friends. I mean, obviously the others, but her, three weeks, that's hardly anything. <laughs> She's barely even remembered people's names. 20-year-old Tibor Voss and 31-year-old Attila Ban. The police show up to interview the hotel staff, who inform them that two of the three missing workers live in staff apartments behind the hotel, which did not know that was a thing. Yeah, talk about swanky. <laughs> so obviously that's going to be the next stop for the police. As soon as they enter the apartment, they they find the body of Alice on the living room floor with a cushion over her face. Autopsy will later show that she had been stabbed 22 times. Someone didn't like her. They follow a blood trail to a bedroom to find Tibor, who has been stabbed twice, naked, and laid out on a bed. It's I mean, when you compare two stab wounds to... <laughs> 22, who's just left on the floor with a couch cushion on her face. Yeah, you can tell who was the hated one. Yes, it's a weird scene. Her murder was clearly overkill, and then he was murdered and then moved to the bed naked. Like, it's really strange. Tibor was born and raised in Budapest, Hungary. He didn't grow up with a lot of money, but it was apparently an accomplished musician. His favorite instrument being a 100-year-old piano gifted to him by his grandmother. 
Damn. I wish I knew how to play the piano. Instead, I learned French horn. (laughs) For some reason, I'm just hearing like three blind mice. (laughs) (laughs) When he was 15, his father died suddenly, so he sort of became the man of the house. He wanted to better himself so he'd be able to support his family, so he applied to the University of Budapest in 2008. And when he was denied entry, he moved to London for to work for a year before he would again apply. Which is smart because in a big city like London, you're going to make much more money than you would in Hungary. Alice came from Buckinghamshire, which, if I understand correctly, is a county to the west of Greater London. Alice is working because she wanted to save up for a trip to Hawaii for an aunt's wedding. Ooh. <laughs> They're both very friendly and both had a love for the arts and music with Tibor playing piano and Alice playing guitar. Oh, we could make a little band. I know. I think it shows just how nice and well-liked she was by the other staff that she had only been there three weeks and she's already struck up this friendship with Tibor and her missing even one day of work is concerning to her co-workers. These two are 20 years, 20 years old and they miss a day of work and people are freaking out. Yeah, I mean, I have people missing for a week, and I'm just like, okay, clearly they quit. Yeah, if I heard two of my 20-year-old co-workers missed work, I'd just think, oh, they hung out last night, got too drunk, and too hungover to come in. That happens. They'll just get an earful and then a shitty shift the next week, because that's how it works. As great of a time as Tibor was having in London, he was still set on going back to Hungary. On his second try, he got into what they say is the University of Hungary and University of Budapest, like, They go back and forth throughout it, which I'm 99% sure neither one of those are real. (laughs) Maybe a nickname for it? I don't know. So we'll say he got into some university in Hungary. He was due to leave at the end of the month, but of course, as we know, that will not happen. So with any crime scene, they lock it down with only access for law enforcement. From what they've been told, Tibor and Attila are the only ones who live here, and yet Tibor and Alice are here and Attila is nowhere to be found. They do find remains of what seemed to be a party the night before, so either they got into a drunken fight and Attila killed them, or maybe they invited over the wrong person who killed Alice and Tibor and kidnapped Attila. Or it was a freaky sex game gone wrong. Also, are poppers popular in the UK? The talking head made it seem like there was more than one bottle found, and in my experience, my gay friends did poppers, and the straight ones did whippets. So I don't know if that's standard. That's just my experience. And uh, here, I'm so innocent that when you said poppers, I thought you meant the little toy things oh, that you pull no, no, no. string. <laughs> and the confetti pops out. No. And I'm like, party poppers? It comes in this small bottle and you just sniff it and you just, it's like euphoric feeling. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, party poppers are extremely popular. That would be our kind of party. (laughs) In her mid 30s, getting excited about just the. I love those. Also, the smell afterwards is like gunpowder. Burnt smell, yeah. Man, it just took me back. (sighs) Throw some snappers. You're such a little angel. (laughs) So, looking at the bodies, it seemed whoever killed Alice did it with a lot of anger. She was stabbed front and back and just left on the floor with her face covered jesus turned her over tibor had been stabbed twice in his heart on the couch and then his body had been washed that's so bizarre it's so gross like that's the weirdest thing to me and then he was placed in the bed with his knees raised and his arms at his side and they also found abrasions to his back so they know he was just dragged around this apartment she's just stabbed 
left on the floor with her face covered, and then he's treated almost like a doll after he's dead. Except for the whole knees up thing. Because, like, if I'm naked, I really don't want to be laid out with my knees <laughs> up. Better than just splayed. <laughs> I would, I'd rather have my legs, like, together. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus pose. Yeah. Like, I just don't want everything hanging out, you know? Well, and the creepy part is neither one had defensive wounds. So I can only assume it happened when they were passed out drunk or high. Like, to be stabbed that many times and just, like, And to be naked during back. it? Well, she wasn't. I don't think either one of... Well, I don't know. Was she found naked? I thought... I know he was. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. Now that I, I mean, really, I just don't want to be stabbed. <laughs> True. Hint, hint. I feel like I'd rather be shot than stabbed. <laughs> Yeah, cause I think getting shot, you have a better chance of survival because a stab wound is just... Yeah, it's like cleaner. Like, yeah, a bullet is just... Whoop. I feel like I would probably go into shock and it would well, And also it's like me, bang, like... but a knife, you see like the knife coming at you. It's and... just messier. I don't know. Hmm, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I know what I don't want to die from. Don't want to die in a fire. Oh, God, yeah. Drowning because you feel your lungs explode. Why are we so dark? I don't know. <laughs> But I would have to say hypothermia. That would be my true, like, desired yeah, way you, to go. Yeah, because you just, like, go to sleep, which yeah. I'm good at doing. Yeah, eventually <laughs> you get so cold that you feel hot. And then you just go to sleep. <laughs> uh, the knife is still in the apartment, and there's no blood trail outside of the apartment. So it's just like a ghost did this and just vanished. They talked to other employees who say there was a small party the night before, but when they left, it was just Alice, Tibor, and Attila there. There didn't seem to be anything wrong. It was just a small, fun little get-together to celebrate Tibor getting into the university. The police call Attila's phone and are able to pinpoint that he's still in the area. They get some background on Attila. He, like Tibor, is from Hungary. He had an abusive childhood and then was placed with his grandparents. When he was an older teenager, he realized he was gay, which didn't seem to make things easier for him. There are some, and I say some, LGBT rights in Hungary, but it's not great. It's definitely not the best. <laughs> There's anti-discrimination -dis laws, but they don't recognize same-sex marriage and you can't adopt. Yeah, I also found that so bizarre. We don't discriminate based on your sexuality. So I can get married? No. Can I adopt a child? No. Can I get IVF? Absolutely not. But as of 2020, we'll take your blood on a case-by-case -case basis. <laughs> well, you know, a whole lot of take... <laughs> Very little give. It was weird. Like, you could get IVF as a single woman, but not if you're in a lesbian relationship. I mean, you can't get, <laughs> you can't get married either. So, like, obviously you could just be a single woman, technically. <laughs> it's just really bizarre. He worked in the U.S. for a little while and then finally settled in the U.K. and began working at this hotel. He was reportedly a hard worker. Co-workers loved him, and he was given the staff apartment as a reward. Six months previously, he was named Employee of the Year. So for him to be a suspect in this crime is just shocking. That is quite an accomplishment. So when Tibor started working at the hotel, Attila sort of took him under his wing, showed him the ropes around the hotel, and when he learned that Tibor hated the off-site apartment he was living in, Attila offered for him to stay in the staff apartment with him. To be living in a foreign country and then find out that one of your co-workers is from the same country as you, like, there's going to be a bond there. Right, right. They are going to have an immediate connection. Uh, and with the age difference be 
because Attila is 11 years older, Tibor probably looked up to him as an older brother. And Attila was the one who introduced Alice to Tibor. So yeah, it just feels so bizarre how this ended up happening. So their first major subject is Alice's on and off again boyfriend. <laughs> I guess during the party she had texted him that she was lying in bed with Attila and Tibor was throwing up. So they just assume he got jealous and killed them. It's a bit of a stretch. I mean, any motivation's motivation. <laughs> Would he even know where the apartment is? His phone never left his home, so they couldn't find anything that put him at the scene. So this trail obviously ends. And then the police receive interesting news. A post on Attila's Facebook that read, I'd like to wake up from this nightmare. Me too. <laughs> I think I say that like three times a day. Yeah, like... I'd like to go home. If he has been kidnapped, I don't think a kidnapper would allow you to post your Facebook. Um, I'm sure that they would because they want him to seem like he's alive. And <laughs> But you post that. I mean, also, they want him to seem like he's just being a drama queen. <laughs> Let him get his clout. Yeah. Like, is everything okay? You want to talk about it? You want to make a tick? Well, it's before TikTok, but you want to make a TikTok about it? At this point, it's clear to them that he's their main suspect, and he's still alive. So now that he's a suspect, co-workers seem a little Didn't more... Didn't they say something like, because dead people don't post to social media? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like... You tell me, you explain Herman Cain then. Because he tweeted after he died from COVID that COVID wasn't that serious. <laughs> <laughs> so explain that one. I do believe that dead people can tweet. <laughs> we know he can. They can also vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so now that he's a suspect, co-workers seem a little more open to discuss their thoughts on him. They felt that Attila had a crush on Tibor and almost seemed to be a little obsessed with him. Which is interesting that they don't bring out these things before. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, he seemed pretty obsessed. <laughs> Did we not mention that? So weird. I thought I talked about that because it was such a big deal. Like, we were all like, whoa, guys, come on. This guy. Give <laughs> it a break. Do the caller the <laughs> He would set the schedule so they always worked together and then, of course, invited him to live in the apartment with them so they would be basically be together nonstop, which would be our dream. <laughs> our dream, but also, like, our nightmare with our husbands. Yes. <laughs> Again, Attila is gay, Tibor isn't, but they felt like Attila thought he could change him. Which, I mean, I, I, everyone thinks that they can change the person that they love. But one part of that is having to make sure that that person also loves you back. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, that's how that works. Spending all this extra time together just made Attila more and more obsessed with Tibor. So Tibor started to break away from the relationship because it was becoming too much for him and so he started to spend more time with Alice which only made Attila more jealous. So he's already losing Tibor and it becomes even worse when Tibor gets that acceptance to the university and is leaving in a couple of weeks. Now it's like do or die. Yeah so the assumption now is that it was a murder of if I can't have him no one can sort of thing and they still have no idea where Attila is to arrest him. And now for the biggest twist I have ever heard in a murder story. So they're trying to figure out how he could have left the scene without leaving any blood trail. They check to see if 
Maybe there's attic space or a connecting apartment, or did he just jump out a window? Or, and this one was the weirdest theory, did he leave a clean pair of shoes outside and change into those before he left so he wouldn't leave blood trails? Which is actually just something that it just seems like it was easy enough to do. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you do that? So they go back to the scene to take another look and notice that not only has stuff been moved around, but the bedroom door that had been left open is now closed. They try to open the door, but the bed has been moved against it. So once they are finally able to make entry into the room, they find Attila on the bed laying face down with cuts to his wrist, throat, and knives sticking out of his arm and out of his butt cheek. <laughs> that was my favorite part. That's so weird. But he's still alive. So he's arrested and sent to a hospital. This crime scene has been locked down for two days. How the fuck did he get in? And who stabbed him in the butt? <laughs> It's so fucking creepy. Somebody notices a tear in the box. What they called it, a duvet or something. Yeah. And I looked up like, what is this? It's a box spring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They notice a tear in the box spring of the bed that would be large enough for someone to crawl through. They said it was kind of covered with a draped sheet, and you also can't just tear apart a crime scene until it's finished. So they couldn't have just like moved the bed around to notice it. And didn't he cut a hole in it so he can look out? Yeah. The cops got a lot of shit in this case for not finding him hiding in there. And believe me, I love to blame cops. But in this case, I got to let him off the hook. Yeah, because like, what the fuck? Who would even think to do this? So while people were there investigating this crime scene, he's hiding in the bed the whole time, watching them work while his friend is dead just inches above his head. And he's like peeping out, just like watching the whole scene. Because yeah, it's the same bed that he put Tibor's body on. Like, can you just imagine working this eerie ass crime scene and you look down below this dead body and see an eye looking at you and then blinking? And Fuck for some that. Reason, for some reason, I imagine like naked because I am sure it would get hot in there. And so it's basically just like Danny DeVito in Always Sunny when he's like coming out of the couch. I was thinking Ace Ventura. When he's <laughs> coming out. out of the rhino. <laughs> Rhino's butt. So yeah, for two days, he was hiding in this box spring with a bottle of water, his phone, and a knife. And I know what you're thinking. Yes, they did find feces in it. <laughs> I'm just amazed that he took his phone. He was just like, I'm going to need shit to do while I'm yeah. in there. At How one, else am I going to watch videos? At one point, he'll later say that while police were still in the room, he reached out for a bottle of water and no one suspected a thing. <laughs> Somebody turns around and just an arm coming out of the bed. <laughs> God, it's I gotta just stop drinking. so creepy. At the police station, Attila only speaks in sign language and, of course, doesn't remember killing them. He eventually confesses that after everyone left, they had a threesome, and I guess the DNA does support that. And after killing them, he cut his wrist, got into the bathtub with Tibor's body because he didn't want to die alone. And then he tried to kill himself by putting a hairdryer in the bath, but the appliance just kept working underwater. <laughs> I mean, that's good quality. Don't most of them have, or like most electrical I don't know how it like works over there, thing. though. I, oh, I have no true. idea. That's true. But here it would, like, flip the thing. And yeah. Like, you wouldn't be able to kill yourself. Might get hurt a little, but yeah, it it's would not like... going to kill you. So I guess the next logical step is to just cut a hole in the side of a box spring and climb inside for two days. Cocooned in there and pretended he was going to hibernate and, and it'd all be better. Like nobody would come in and be like, oh, it smells like shit in here. How did he survive in there while it smells like shit? 
He says he was too drunk and high to remember anything, but it all sounds very methodical. Yeah, who thinks to bring water when they're like too (laughs) drunk and high to think of anything? He apparently supplied the drugs and alcohol, so I'm wondering if he planned this and then just said he was too fucked up to remember. It just seems weird to not remember the killing, but everything else that happened afterwards. I know I've like blacked out before, but you still remember part here, part here, not just, not this whole part, but then all this. Yeah, I feel like you'd remember the parts before you got too fucked up. (laughs) If you remember bathing with him. It's not that selective of what you remember. It goes to court and he pleads guilty to two counts of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. Prosecutors are like, nah, bro. (laughs) Yeah, you knew what you were doing. Something sexual happened, but you got jealous of the fact that Alice had Tibor's attention because he's not gay. He's never going to have those feelings for you. And you snapped and obviously took most of your anger out on Alice and then felt guilt for Tibor, which is why you treated him like a doll and cleaned off his body, which is so creepy. And it's just creepy because they didn't have defensive wounds. So he waited for them to pass out while he just sat there with his anger building. Well, and I mean, you said that they had a threesome, which DNA proved, but like, I can't help but think that maybe he, it was not a threesome and he was not involved. Something sexual just happened. She had both of their DNA on her. I I don't know. I I don't know what exactly happened. Nobody knows what exactly happened because he's never said what happens, but he agrees he definitely did it. And on July 18th, 2012, He's found guilty of two counts of murder and sentenced to 26 years, whatever the fuck that means in UK laws, as we've talked about before. (laughs) Which is what, like six months? (laughs) Could be anywhere. Could be more than 26 years. And don't worry, he says he's very remorseful and offered to meet with the victim's parents in a bid to help them grieve. No, thank you. gross. But yeah, um, he did it in a drunken stupor but took the time to clean one body and hid out in a bed with supplies and was so remorseful he just left alice's body on the floor covered with a pillow he's just a total piece of shit who took out two young people who didn't deserve this because he couldn't have what he wanted yeah and they were just trying to do the best they could to take care of their families and everything he did was for himself so yeah if you're stuck overnight on a crossover at heathrow airport consider staying at the radisson hotel i don't i don't know it's pretty decent right the rooms were so small though not like when we were in roswell it was so big why was it so big it was huge it was like three rooms our bathroom was like the size of the the hotel that we stayed at while we were in disney you could have put a cot in there and have another person stay dude seriously so yeah it was short, but just that hiding in the bed. I was like, it I was have fucking... to, more people need to know You were this. like, you need to watch this episode. And I immediately texted you and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, who hides in a bed? I have never heard of that. So weird. Crawl space? I would have understood. Yeah. Would have made sense. Ugh, in the bed. While people were there, like, investigating the crime scene. <laughs> what so if somebody funny. had bad perfume and he sneezed? Well, he had his phone with him. What if it, like, started ringing or something? <laughs> yeah, he forgot, <laughs> he forgot to, to sign. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he like, calls, and, like, they're tracing the call, and they're like, the call's coming from inside the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Get out of the house. The call's coming from inside the bed. Fuck that guy. I'll, I'll talk to the parents if it helps them grieve. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking kill my son. All right, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with an episode of 
fear thy room. Just loving all the fear thys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at doctomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.